This is the Books Podcast, presented by Tim Haig. It makes a naked selfie or a sex tape look positively nun-like. I think there's a need for fights. I ask you, gentlemen of the jury, is this the kind of book you'd like your wives and servants to read? I think... Everybody has a little pantheon, actually some people have a large pantheon, of writers who uh, they know they're automatically going to read the next book. And for me, one of those is Toby Litt. And we're with him now in his office at uh, Gordon Square. Toby, hello. Hello. Thank you for having us. That's lovely to hear. Now, I actually haven't read your latest novel, which is Notes for a Young Gentleman. But what I have read is uh, uh, your other new book, which is called Restliana. And that's not a novel at all, is it? No, it is uh, sort of my autobiography, but through other people. Well, it's sort of quite a lot of books, isn't it? I mean, being yeah. typically being... of Toby Litt, it's, it's not going to be a, a, just one kind of book. It's no. about five different books. No, it? there was a definite stage in writing it where I thought, where will this book be in the bookshop? I need to focus on where it could possibly be to sort of clarify what it is. And I ended up thinking, well, sport memoir, but memoir of someone who didn't really do sport at any kind of level. So, and but I thought it was, and I think it's ended up as sort of non, non-fiction memoir, something like that. But, but it helped. <laughs> but it helped to think of it as a sports book. Because I wanted, because of the title and, and uh, Restliana and, and because of the subject, I wanted someone who picked it up in hopes of reading about the sport wouldn't be uh, too cheesed off by the amount of me and my dad and my ancestor that they got. Well, the ancestor is probably the way into the into the, into the book, yeah. into the story of the book. Um, and you had an ancestor called William Litt, who was a wrestler. Now, we're not talking about uh, these, these chaps on the television. We're talking about Westmoreland and Cumberland, or is it well, Cumberland, Cumberland and Westmoreland? Cumberland and Westmoreland, yeah. <laughs> Wrestling, yeah, yeah. which is a different animal. So, tell me about that, and um, how did you come to uh, get that interested in, in William Litt? So, um, as it says in the book, um, I announced to my parents that I wanted to be a writer, um, after secretly, you know, writing away in my bedroom for, for several years and, and, and then deciding I, I couldn't work in an office and all those kind of things. Welcome to my office. Um, and at that point, my dad mentioned William Litt because we had a copy of this book in the house that William Litt had written uh, called Henry and Mary. And this was sort of physical evidence that someone in the bloodline, someone in the family had been a writer. It was a long, long way back for me anyway. It's great, great, great grandfather. And I wasn't hugely interested in history at that point or family history. Um, but we didn't have Restliana. We didn't have the wrestling he wrote, book. He wrote two books. He wrote two books. And the other one was uh, more significant in, in a lot of Much ways. more significant. And, and was yeah. also called, like yours, Restliana, because yeah. in fact, it's, it's sort of an ancestral thing. It's like a family name you've borrowed. Yeah, yeah. And I have to say, that did, um, that did strike me because I thought, when I first heard the name, I thought it's an odd sort of a name for a book and not a desperately good title. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, me, but... I think um, I could have gone for 
like wrestling with the past or something like that, which would also have been not more not a good title. But it uh, one of the things about the title is that it's accepting that I'm following in his footsteps. And the other is that it's a bit of an, it's a word you have to wrestle with to say, uh, and it's Googleable as only us. <laughs> it's like the family word. Mm. If, if I called it something to do with wrestling or uh, something to do with the North of England and that, it, 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 it would have been much more uh, public or much more sort of, uh, yeah, everyone owns it. Whereas the, the thing about the, the William Litt was that he was the family writer. Before course, I came along, he was the family writer. What he meant by wrestling was um, things pertaining to wrestling. Mm. I mean, like Victoriana. It was, it was, it's that construction. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, and he was, um, I think it's fair to say, more successfully um, a wrestler than a, than a um, writer. Yes, yeah. He was famous as a, as a wrestler, and then he had an afterlife as a writer. And, and the wrestling up in Carlisle uh, could have had 30,000 people there because they'd be there for the horse racing. Um, but the wrestling would take place in the middle of that, and everyone would be looking at it. You know, there, there wouldn't be a horse race on at the same time. And a lot of people went for it. It really was the popular sport. And for various reasons, that the other sports were hill running and football. Now, football not on the pitch, football like mad men running between villages, punching one another. So none of those... A bit like Fulham. Ni yeah. <laughs> neither of those have a vantage point. So you can't become known doing it. Whereas wrestling is very, very focused, and, and you very can get very close. This kind of wrestling is the, it's yeah. the CNW wrestling. Yeah. Which Shall is, I tell, tell you, you just because it, it's not at all like on the telly wrestling, um, and on the telly wrestling, particularly from the seventies, is when you say wrestling, that's it owns it now. So, so Cumberland Westmoreland wrestling is this sort of very, very small adjunct of that, where you start without messing around you're already holding on to your opponent you've got your arms bound behind their back uh, over and under shoulders in a sort of knot and as soon as the the referee says wrestle the bout starts and it can be over in half a second if someone just just uh, does it does a, a buttock throws someone over um, buttock being the technical term here. Buttock I, I being the technical from... term. The, yes, the full buttock. Um, and and the fact is that the that is completely unshow business because there's no strutting and there's no narrative in the sense of uh, the heel. The heel is the figure in the in the TV box, um, wrestling where that person is a, is a baddie that the audience starts to boo and all that. What you get instead is a is a competition where it's a knockout and you'll watch the first rounds and even if you just turned up at some sort of country fair and you have no idea about this if you stay there for half an hour you'll watch a versus b and then c versus d and then you'll get a versus d and you'll have some kind of form 
and you'll look at them and you think, well, he, you know, he was a big chap, but he in the in that second bow, he had a bit of skill. So, and then you'll think, oh, who will they win? So it sort of intensifies each you round. You got really into this, didn't you? you oh, it's really fantastic. I mean, I, I know from from, from the book, uh, you tell us that when you were a kid, then there, there was wrestling on television. And it yeah. Was giant haystacks and, and, and Big Daddy. For yeah, me, I, I'm a couple of years older than you. For me, it was Les Kelly and Mick McManus and right. Kendo Nagasaki. Which yes. The old ladies on World of Sport used to love it on a Saturday they, afternoon. They did. They did. And 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 I think uh, that was a very strong kind of form of, uh, like Roland Barthes wrote the essay, it's a, about wrestling. It's, it's a form of storytelling. It's narrative. And in, in a sense, it's not surprising that it overtook, uh, you know, a couple of blokes so essentially in their undies in, in a field trying to throw one another over. But that's where the wrestling, this particular kind of wrestling, Cumberland Westmoreland, um, started just as a sort of what what I think it was a sort of what do you do after the harvests in, you know. Well, I said it was several kinds of books. We we know it's you you tell the story in some detail of, of mm. uh, William Litt, and that's actually quite interesting. We we'll go back to him. You tell us a lot about um, Cumberland and Westmoreland wrestling. It's also about your relationship with your uh, with your ancestry and, and your sort of place in the in the family. You, you, there's, there's quite a lot about your dad, yeah. except you, you called him your father. It yeah. was always my father. He's never dad, which I thought was quite striking. And, and, yeah. and I mean, you, you, you can see that there are certain, you know, there are some father issues that you've got. But, but it, it's quite interesting. You never refer to him as dad. And, of, of course, you've, you've got two boys of your own. Yeah. So being a father as well. Uh, uh, you, you say in the book that uh, your partner said, read it and said, this should be called being a man. Yeah. Because uh, the, all of these things are about masculinity the wrestling the uh, the, the the place in the, the family and and and, and in, indeed in the course of it you decide that you have to have a go yourself at yeah. wrestling and you're not you're not an obvious wrestler you're not um, a, a person who spent his youth brawling in the streets no no so again being a man you 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 felt that you, you had some sort of obligation either to the material or to yourself to go and have a go yeah and manning up I mean the 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 fact is that I uh I knew that was part of the idea of the book one of the buried things one of the books that's sort of in there but I didn't write is using a 200 year old sports book as a training manual you know did I I my my training was was reading that book and learning a bit from William about how you win and then in the end it, it, it turns out that what he had to say gave me a bit of an advantage over someone who should well I, I I came out ahead I think I, I won five bouts and lost four so I quit while I was ahead but I didn't do I, I didn't do it on the um on the grass in the kind of high summer which would have been uh, risking serious injury I Being did right it, I did it in the, when we get to that chapter yeah. where you're doing it you, you don't start the chapter with great ambition you start no. it with a catalogue of the injuries you can you can visualize yeah well, it's not really a sport for somebody with an imagination no no and and i really was praying that my spine wouldn't be crocked i mean but like most people who are writers or sit at a desk all the time, uh, back hurts like hell most of the time, and and I thought if I if I prang it, I could be out for six months. Um, no, I I what the thing that most would strike someone picking up William Litt's Wrestliana as a book is 
an extraordinary memory for very fast physical events in his life that had happened perhaps a decade earlier. He And he writes letters to the press when they sort of accuse him of various uh, things, saying, you know, I of course I, I, I didn't win this. But then he goes into these minute details about how someone kind of cheated against him. And it's almost like he has total memory in slow motion of these bouts he'd had. And I thought if I didn't get into that, into the, the physical thing, inhabit it, then I, I couldn't understand him. Because the theme of the book really is men are forced to choose when they're boys to be physical or not physical. Schools divide up into jocks, jocks and nerds, and nerds yeah. essentially. And they, they know on day one at secondary school what you are. One of the um, ways that you, you, you explore this is that it, it, in some ways you, you almost present William Litt as, a, as the ideal man because he, he was a writer and, as well as, and did some other things, mostly failed in business, but, um, and, and an athlete. Yeah. And, and, and that's something that you're striving for. That's something you're reaching for, isn't it? The, 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 the ideal man. Well, in, yes. I, th I think that's how he, f he, f he figured to his contemporaries and that the, the most sort of touching obituary for him that there's an introduction to, to one of his books and and he's described as an anomaly of nature because he was a wonderful reader of poetry aloud he was a he was a poet he, he uh, took part in literary society but he might have strolled down from from dumping you know four farm workers on, on their ass uh, up in the Cleeton Moor um, uh, where he was unbeaten for 10 years. So, so he could move between worlds, but do, do well in both worlds. And, and it seems to me that my chance to do that, I, I missed it a long time ago, my, my chance to be balanced, because I had to hyper-specialise and think, I essentially need to sit at the desk, screw my back up, you know ruin my eyes by staring at a screen or the page and and because that's what being a writer is and get your 10,000 hours and get your t yeah exactly and t I did a lot of you know the books are up here I did I, I did a lot of reading about 10,000 hours and I I sort of went around the houses about it because I I think it's it's got a lot of truth to it I'm sure I didn't really write anything that was much cop until I'd done 10,000 hours but it's 10,000 hours sitting down, you know, <laughs> yeah. and that's not healthy. Yeah. I itemise some of the kinds of books it is. It, it's, it's yet others as well. It's a book about writing the book as well. You, you, you uh, take us through um, a lot of your thought processes, a lot of the, uh, the, the things you, you did and, and, and read and, and, and places you went in order to be able to write the book, which always seems to me a... a, a, a Terribly it's risky. A, it's a risky strategy. thing. Yeah, uh, it's a bit. I mean, it makes a, na a naked selfie or a sex tape look look uh, positively, positively decent. Uh, Nunlike, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, you, do you not worry about giving yourself away this much? Do you not worry about exposing yourself that much? Yes, I do, uh, and I think uh, I felt that unless it was beyond the point of discomfort, it wasn't going to be a any good or b interesting to people i think i felt i had to be saying stuff that was 
at issue not 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 stuff that i'd sort of bundled up and decided what it meant and and put it away the 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 stuff where i'm thinking well what do i think about my father or what what do i think about He's still um, with us. He's still alive. Yes, yeah, I was. At the, there's a lovely moment you you say because he's getting old. It now takes him a paragraph to get out of a chair instead of a line, which is what it used to. Do. Yes, it's, <laughs> he's getting up to half a chapter now, and with a, <laughs> with 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 me as a footnote to to help him up. Yes, uh, I I think why I put the stuff about writing it in, in a sense, was to to balance uh, and. Well, not not just physicalized, but have present there something against the the wrestling and something against the um, the idea of uh, the the physical man. So it you know me in the library or me in the archives or, or or that that kind of thing or me me at the desk and on the page. That is that's similar. You know, if you if you took a photo of me at my computer, I probably don't look that different from someone doing accountancy really has it helped you clarify your feelings and your ideas about what masculinity is and should be then oh is and should be the 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 thing i feel is that it's we're very far behind discussing what men are than women are discussing what women are that it feels to me that a book like iron john which i read in my research <laughs> yeah. is a is a you know people laugh okay. about it it was it was this kind of very sincere Naked attempt in the woods and yeah crying with yeah other men. everyone everyone but it, there's there's lots of other stuff in there as well and it is a very sort of uh primitive in a good way a, attempt to to define what a healthy masculinity could be just as you know you can go back to dh lawrence trying to do it and 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 all of these things are embarrassing and stuff but they're also it seems generations behind it's not like first second third wave of feminism feminism and lots of lots of um subtle nuances there's still a a difficulty in saying something that isn't banal about say for example male competitiveness male competitiveness is very much about a absolute love of binaries who won you know it's a football match who it, there's, won there's a lovely quote you have in in the book uh, me, uh, quoting you 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 wrote what do we do with all our young men how can we allow them to fight without destroying themselves and perhaps also us and that's a part of what you're getting at yeah yeah i mean that that is if if you look geopolitically that is that is a massive issue because uh i think contemporary city life is extremely frustrating for say a a young man of 18 who wants to define himself physically through action and in in fact just just the kind of simple thing of that you're you're likely to get arrested for a huge heap of things um, if you're doing them walking down outside Brixton Tube that no one would would care about if you were in the middle of a field or or or, or doing it next to a kind of county fair where you know you could scream your head off, you could you know slash at trees with a knife or something, and and probably no no one would actually they just say oh they're letting off a bit of steam. You do it in an urban environment, and you've you've got a prison sentence. Um, but there is a, I think there's a need for uh, that the, for fights. 
I think there's, a, I think, I think there is a, there's a way that you have to fit it into society and uh, assume that there are, there are going to be boys and some girls as well, but they that that want to fight, and and what do you do with them? And I think it's a it's a higher percentage, that you know all the kind of alt right, you know little little geeky boys they want to fight. They're fighting with words. They're fighting with um, political uh outrage you know but they're still fighting they're because the, they want to have one and for somebody else they to want have the lost. binary to come out with them having one mm. yeah and and so just to go back to your question that's that it seems to me that's a hard thing to say interesting and or not reactionary stuff about because i'm not saying it's hardwired or it's you know it's inevitable in the sense of uh this is how boys are, uh, but I, it it is the boys we have. The, 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 this is this is how they seem to me. To the thing that they uh, lack is is a is a wild place. And it's perfectly clear that, the, the, that a lot of people are looking for an identity. It's yeah. It's not like a, it's not like some perverse instinct that, that they're bringing in from outside. It, no, there's no. a sense that they need. Yeah, and the, and that they they the what I tried to offer in the in the in the book through this sort of for most people really obscure form of wrestling is a healthy form of fighting where there's a winner, there's a loser, all the energy has gone into it, but no one's going to come away with a, an eye that's hanging out on their cheek or, or slashed with a knife. The the two guys who've wrestled they can shake hands and walk away and everyone around the ring will know oh yes he today he he won um and it's decided and it and it's over if it has to go underground and, and go into uh d denying this or it not happening then i think it, it you you will get violence that's that's much much worse and 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 is taken out on other people it's taken out on women it's taken out on children toby Wrestling is a really engaging book. Um, uh, it's published by Galley Beggar, and it's uh, I'm going to say ten pounds, but I think you, you're going to correct me and say it's nine ninety nine, even more of a bargain. <laughs> yes, and, uh, if if you know if I could make it nine ninety eight, I would. Toby Lee, thank you very much. Thank you. That was the Books Podcast with Tim Haig. The Books Podcast is produced by Green Shoot. You can find out more at www.green-shoot.com and Tim can be contacted on tim at green-shoot.com.